0: you have found the Redhead Family Therapy Guy and a Mike
1: podcast, looking at mental health through a pop culture lens. All right, and we're back at it with another podcast. This is the Redhead Family Therapy Guy. And a Mike. And we're coming to you live. Nope. We, we're coming to you on this recording. It is live in this moment that you and I are talking to <laughs> in each other. This moment. <laughs> and we
0: tried to just do a straight roll through without editing. <laughs> and there's still editing
1: involved, but right, we try but not to just editing leave it. the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Welcome back everyone. And here we are with Hokedi Pokedi. <laughs> Pokety Pokety <laughs> Hocus, pocus for Hocus, those that cannot pocus. translate. I was thinking of um, like uh, Sword in the Stone. Oh. Piggity, piggity, wiggity, wiggity. She's all like crazy. <laughs> that's true. We should talk about that movie again. <laughs> Maybe I should just go listen to it. I really love, I love that show. That's, isn't that one your interview? Yeah. Yeah. My interview. That's what I thought. All we right. didn't get any interv- like views. It was like two views. No, people your interview want got to like a hundred. Oh, stop it. You're and full I got of like it. one.
0: No, we get we get like 20 listens.
1: No, we get way more than that. You always <laughs> say that we get 20 <laughs> listens. We get like 50, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're over 4,000. I know. It's really cool. not that cool? 4,000 listens. 4,000 listens in a year? I don't know. It's not bad. Good. Yeah. Somebody doesn't matter. We're having yeah. fun. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I thought was cool though, like, you know, whether or not we ever people ever listen to us. I thought, you know, it'd be really cool though, like my kids will yeah. always be able to go back and listen or our grandkids We're immortalized it. on Spotify the could prune us. Spotify could platforms. prune us at some t- at some point <gasps> and kick us off. We could get we could get blasphemous. What is that called when people get like not on media? Censored? Censored? I don't know. Is there like a more pop culture word that, that, that's probably? Been used? I know our
0: podcast claims to talk about pop culture, but I'm not very poppy.
1: We should talk about COVID and see if our episode <laughs> gets the COVID warning. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the, the, is the algorithm, is the AI even I don't, listening? Well, we'll see. I mean, you said the word, so we'll see what COVID, happens.
0: COVID. C-O-V-I-D.
1: But COVID's like not even, it doesn't even exist anymore. You yeah. Don't need anything. The WHO and the CDC were all like, Psh. you can still get uh, you had updated COVID.
0: vaccines. You've had I COVID. I did. Yeah. Just recently. I've had it a couple. Well, I mean,
1: I feel like who hasn't had it a I couple don't times? Know, by yeah. now? <laughs> I did lose my, when that first, whenever millennia ago, decade ago, when COVID first came out, I did somewhere in there. I like got sick and I didn't get real bad sick. And then I was like, I was making bacon. And I was like, wait, I'm like, I can't (laughs) smell the bacon. I I remember getting really sick, but before they had testing. Yeah. And
0: then I went into the doctor and was just doing my physical and mentioning something. They're like, oh yeah, you probably had COVID back in the day before. Well, you did. I did did recently.
1: Yeah, You're good, dude. You had like 20 shots. You're good. I know. All right. Well, we're not talking about that. (laughs) Well, we did talk about that. Well, well, you know, we didn't talk about it. We we'll see we'll see what uh covid warning the podcast platforms say but about i it. wasn't real excited about this show uh huh you said
0: that earlier like <laughs> i was like,
1: <laughs> I was like yeah. but no it like it really surprised itself it like it surprised me it, <laughs> I, it got
0: me at the end I, this one's nostalgic for me i didn't watch it so it was my, the first time i seen it my mom loves uh musicals and so of course with bet midler mm. you know any bet midler movie is appealing so i grew up with this as kind of just one of the Halloween staples in the that house. He has watched? Yeah, because but it has Ben Midler. I, sir, it has a, it has some Halloween. cool like I think great
1: actresses in this movie. Um, but uh, when I was a kid, if I had seen this movie mm-hmm. as a kid, I would have definitely had it on, Had it for Sarah Je- Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought she was hot in that Boat Cop movie. You remember that the movie from the night? Cop. She's a boat cop. I think it's like Bruce Willis or something, and she's like a boat cop. That does sound familiar. She's really she's but I don't. She's know like the she name. rocks. The I remember a Bruce cat. Willis
0: movie that I think had a boat in it.
1: Yeah, she's like a boat cop.
0: Yeah. I'll do awesome. I'll do some, I'll do some exciting Googling. Googling. <laughs> so yeah, this one's nostalgic for me. So I I really like, and I was telling you this earlier, I really like the houses, like the and and the way that they do the Sanderson sisters like house, like the yeah, whoever cool. built that, it's just it really, is really cool looking. Yeah, it is cool looking. Um, but I loved the houses, the the scenery, the sets. It's just really kind of I guess that's part of what's nostalgic to me when I think of Halloween growing up in Vegas. Usually, Halloween is when the temperature finally would start to it's cool trying. down, yeah, it's finally cooled down a little bit, and so i I love that sense of like the fall setting with the old old houses that you get in hocus pocus yeah
1: i'm I'm ready for the fall i'm, I'm this summer has been so ridiculously relentlessly hot. I'm excited about the fall. I'm like, super excited about our training that we're doing out in Pigeon Forge. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I'm excited too. That'll be really cool. I haven't be been great. out there in the fall time. Oh, it's going to be gorgeous. So, th- yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker, it was called Striking Distance. It was with Bruce Willis. Striking Distance. We definitely should put that on our list. Okay. Sure. Done. We're doing it. <laughs> I remember watching it. I remember thinking to actually she get it was on hot. The list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we say this a lot, but we fail to remember to put things on the list. I'll put it on the list <laughs> right
1: now while we're talking.
0: So I, there's a few things that I really have enjoyed. I, I, I love the music. I mean, I love when they sing. I, I love, um, just uh, I don't know something about. I've never been a big scary movie no, person. I'm not, and at so all. like movies like this. Um, I really just have always liked for Halloween or if they're, you know, they can be a a little bit, you know, where maybe, oh, there's a little bit scary, but I like comedy. I like fun. And I, and then, you know, this has singing and also not a ton of singing, but uh, a little bit. And I've, I've always enjoyed that. I remember there's a couple of things that I remember just from being a kid that I always thought one was kind of funny and then one was scary i think the scary one of the scariest things to me in this movie when i was younger was for whatever reason was the scene where uh, the brother is in his bedroom after he's come back from school, and he's dreaming about the girl. Or he's not dreaming; he's not asleep, but he's, he's thinking about the girl. His yeah, hugging his pillow. And they're, they do these shots from inside the closet where you can just kind of see through the grates. Oh,
1: it's the and cat! And I remember,
0: I remember being freaked out. Well, it's the sister, right? She's hiding oh, in there.
1: Oh, I thought it was the cat. No.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I remember being freaked out by that. Like, oh my goodness, what is? <laughs> What is uh, watching them? Okay. And it's just the sister. <laughs>
1: right.
0: That's and funny. then and then the two guys that are just you talk you, you were mentioning the movie is silly earlier, and I was like, Yeah. The two guys, like the two bully guys, they're just kind they're of overly silly. Like it, it's, yeah, it's corny, little, silly type. It's, over. it's like
1: they're not they're real they're so kind of dorky they're not yeah, bullies. I know. They could have made them more they could have made them
0: tougher. Yeah. But the thing I loved that I'll never forget about that is the first time I I remember watching this and the one bully, you know, stops his friend when he introduces him and he's like, no, no, it's ice. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he turns
1: around and he points to the back
0: of his head (laughs) where it's shaved
1: it. it. (laughs) Ice. It's so. I wonder, was that around vanilla ice? I know. That's what
0: I was thinking is when I was a kid, I remember – yeah, I remember Vanilla Ice. Yeah, and and the song, uh, you know, just thinking about ice, ice. I know it's like, baby. baby ice,
1: ice, baby. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, th- they could have been a little bit more sinister or, <laughs> yeah. or for reals. I think I think when I first started like watching Disney it, Channel. when I first started watching, it, I was kind of tired and the. The the interplay between the three witches and the hamminess of of the three witches, I think, kind of put me off. Sure, uh, early on, mm-hmm. you know, But it is dark. I mean, the beginning of yeah, the movie it, is really dark. <laughs> I mean, they just freaking kill that girl, dude. They just suck yeah. the life out of her so they can be young, and it's uh, it's pretty sinister. Well, and that was one
0: thought that kind of jumps out: is man taking innocence.
1: Just yeah, for something thing. you
0: want, like that, just well, that's for that's the immortality. That, that,
1: that reminds me of like the Tangle, you know, mm-hmm. the Tangle movie of like how mom is keeping her trapped away yeah. in the tower and kind of uh, like a like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a not a bacteria. What's it called when one thing lives off another thing, like a host? Yeah, a, a parasite. A parasite. Yeah, there's a theme there, isn't there? I mm-hmm. mean, there's a theme with there with evil, right? Of like the whole idea of sacrificing innocence, or yeah, or is taking the life force of well, something. Well, for recent. a kid movie, isn't like another, they movie really from- hone in on that,
0: right? Yeah. Like right from the start, you get that these three witches are evil, and yeah. they they can kind of play to that to being not too scary by having them be kind More of hammy, or yeah, whatever. hammy but the truth of the matter is it's like, like they're holy evil. cow yeah, they're eating children like they don't care like no, they want they don't. it reminds me of the the uh witches is that what it was called did you ever see that when you were younger the, about the, one, the,
1: the doll the it was royal with the, doll with the square feet when that where the kid oh, gets yeah, turned yeah, into yep, a, a at the rat. hotel. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It that's reminds a that's me a good one like to do. One. How, they redid that one recently. We should totally put that on the list because that Royal Doll movies is a great show. Okay. And it's really that book, I remember being in fourth grade. Third or fourth grade, and I had a teacher that, that read the, that book to us. Oh, oh, oh! you're The author you are talking about the author is Royal Doll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my sorry. kids and my wife love the Royal Doll. My wife, I think, has read all of the Royal Doll well, books to my kids. And that
0: kind of the same thing with that movie, right? Where it's it's a it's definitely a movie made for kids, but it's, it's kind of sinister, terrifying, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. Yeah, they're kind of gross. And that's one part of this this movie that really kind of jumps out right at the beginning is okay. I I don't care. Innocence, you know, it doesn't matter how innocent this person is. They have the most life to give. So I want them because I want more life. And it's a really interesting thought that kind of came to me as I was watching this is, you know, how often in our own lives do we have experiences where maybe those around us or uh, us ourselves will be so focused on something that we want that we're actually like sucking our own life or sucking someone else's life you know not maybe their life but their emotional uh physical capacity to just be be around i i think of times where man i you know especially I remember in grad school just really wanting to get through things and get done with things that I would just focus so much on that, even though it was
1: just taking yeah. <laughs> so much from me. What do you what do you think that is? Like what is going on there that there's this idea of feeding off of something innocent? Like why would darkness need to feed off of innocent? I guess just because it's this black hole that's never filled and there's a potency to innocence or a light yeah. to innocence. Well, well, it's just such a, a, a true idea. we do idea. It to ourselves
0: too, though. Like, we will feed off of ourselves, especially when we're thinking, I should be doing more. I should be doing better. I should be living up to this expectation that isn't even realistic, but we believe with all our heart it is. And we just grab and grab and suck and suck even from our own selves until, until we're, we're nothing just because we think we should be something else or better. Yeah. And, and, and so I, you know, I, I think that that plays into it a little bit is when you're, you're not able to find comfort or happiness in life, then yeah, you you know, you suck from it. And I think that's what the Sanderson sisters is they're trying to find, you know, some semblance of happiness. It, it was it's really interesting because um, Bet Midler, I can't remember which, I can't remember their Witch, names, yeah, the but, names, but Bet Midler's not nice at all to no. her two sisters. No. Like, obviously there's just no happiness there. Now, Sarah Jessica Parker, and I can't remember the actresses, the other actress name, she's in a yeah. lot of stuff too, but, yeah. but they kind of play the more just
1: like Jovial. they don't seem like
0: they're as wicked there's kind of a long well sarah just is trying to seduce
1: everyone yeah, that's true she, her boobs <laughs> yeah. hanging out of her dress she is
0: trying to seduce but to go to your question yeah i i i am not sure what it is for ourselves or or with others um that draws out that that you know just at all costs i'm going to take what i want besides i think just Inadequacy. Well, I mean, that's what narcissism really boils down to. Yeah, well, it's is a deep inadequ- inadequacy yes. and shame within yourself that pushes the need for pure narcissism. Yeah. And 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 that's such a hard thing because when you're with someone who's narcissistic, it's really hard to see that they're in pain. Because you don't see pain.
1: Well, well and you, they can't articulate no. it. They can't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. They can't internalize it. They can't I mean I've had a couple clients that, I remember early on in my career, I had a client that after I'd worked with them for like five or six sessions, I was like, oh, he's a narcissist. Yeah. And then I remember spending multiple sessions trying to get him to see that all of his puffed up vanity was inadequacy, but he can't. And he, he can't could go there. Not, yeah, I remember. Like I tried like fifteen painful. different ways, and like mm-hmm. he
0: could not connect with it at all. Well, because you think about it, you think you've found a way out of that, right? Your mind believes that's the path forward. So why go anywhere that even introduces? That, that shame idea. back
1: in the picture, but to <clears throat> heal the shame, you have to confront the shame, right? Yeah, you have to accept it. You have to expose the lie of it, or you have to acknowledge the truth of your failure, yeah. or the truth of your. Which is such an interesting, you know, um, uh, my brain's having a hard time tonight. But it's an interesting paradox that that to heal, you have to embrace pain.
0: Well, and, and I think that's maybe what's a little bit interesting about um, the brother and sister. So, there's two brothers and sisters. Yeah, there's two there's sets of stories. Binx or Binks and his sister who dies, mm-hmm. and he ends up getting um, transformed into a cat. And And, well... Man, there's so many different things I could talk about in this movie, but let me jump there real quick. So, when Binks gets transformed into the cat by the Sanderson sisters, I think it's so interesting. I wrote this down. Um, his punishment is to live mm-hmm. with the guilt. And that's what she says to him. Yeah. She's like, "I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to suck your life for us. You're going right. to live, live with the with guilt. The fact that you... Isn't didn't that take crazy? The, yeah, that you
1: didn't take this concern seriously or look out for her. That or, you didn't save her. And and he he didn't do anything wrong. Well, like I, he was trying to. And the other brother and sister relationship. I remember being bothered by how what a wet blanket he was in regards to addressing you know standing up to the bullies for his sister. Yeah, you know, which I mean, he gave up his candy or whatever. But just that he was, you know, scared, understandably so. I mean, where he was, you know, kind well, of outwitted his, initially by yeah, the moment. Yeah, and his shame really
0: – but let me go back real quick because I think talking about the other brother, I wish I could the, remember. Binks. Max, Max, I think, is the other brother, right? No,
1: uh, the original brother is uh, – Binks. Yeah, but it's – um, it's Zach, it's Zachary Binks. Th- no, it's Thackery. Oh, is it Thackery? With T H, like the person that came up with the hell well, lisp.
0: What's so interesting is that – Bet Midler is kind of telling him this: like, your punishment is to live with your guilt, to live with your inadequacy. But isn't that what she's living with?
1: Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, she's And So, yeah, um, isn't that so interesting? Yeah. Well, that is, is what it, you do. I mean, it, it it is the the thing that you're uh that you struggle with is the thing that you do to everybody else. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I mean, I would say, I, tell me if you feel differently, but I would say that. 90% of abusers have been abused. Yeah. There's a small portion that haven't, but 90%. I mean, the people that abuse, you're going to find that they've been abused, you know, up to 90% of the time. Yeah, there's going to
0: be a history there and and I think that's really interesting with this is that yeah, It's it's that we could call it generational trauma, or just passing on
1: the trauma. Yeah, you haven't worked it out, and you know uh, a a good majority of people go on to not hurt other people, and they go the other way, Mm -hmm. and they swear themselves off of anything that would look like doing what's been done to them in any kind of way, or they'll go vigilante or protector or whatever. Um, But yeah, it's really fascinating that that a part of the way that someone works something out. Is to do the thing that's been done to them.
0: Well, and it's, it's, that, it's that shame, guilt kind of pattern that I think fuels the evil, um, but also gets spread, right? Becomes a contagion. And yeah, I think that's why Max, that. the brother, becomes kind of the main character. He becomes the virgin that lights the candle because of shame. Like he's trying to impress this girl that he likes, right. and instead of just being himself, he's being this cavalier. Yeah, taking risks. like doing stupid stuff, yeah.
1: which ends up don't bringing play, back don't the don't Sanderson play with sisters, black magic. <laughs> don't Especially mean. if you're a virgin. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least get out and you know, dirty yourself up if you're going to roll in the mud. I mean, that's not. I don't mean that. And and
0: so we have kind of the this this really story of how does shame inadequacy impact our ability to really move forward in life or to interact and how does it maybe uh spur on this uh this cycle of evil within this story really interesting
1: though life requires that though i mean you know i mean if you're gonna go forward in life and learn and do um, meaningful things, you know, you do have to wander into the chaos and play around sure. a little bit and see what happens. Well, and then you, you know, you cultivate capability yeah. and, and experience, and sometimes win the girl, and sometimes protect your sister. And and that's know, what happens,
0: right? Is is something beautiful happens? One, you know, uh, Thackeray is that Thackeray yeah, Binks ends up being re- reunited with his sister.
1: Yeah, so well, he ends up not having eternal guilt, right? Right. Yeah, she was just like she's like, "Well, what took you so long?" Yeah. Which is an interesting <laughs> thing, right? Wait for the virgin <laughs> well, <laughs> to release the dark sisters. Well, which is interesting too, right? Because, you know, he had a journey to go through to um overcome his guilt, which, yeah. you know, he played a key role in interrupting you know the opportunity for the sisters to maintain their tyrannical dark reign you know he he jumps in he he attacks the, the funny thing is, is it, like he stopped he stopped um max from lighting the candle the first time I'm like why didn't you keep at it dude like if a ferocious cat yeah i guess Come so <laughs> i'm like okay the cat ferociously went after him the first time I'm like why didn't you keep at it dude like <laughs> what are you doing well in
0: and I wonder if part of his growth is to under, yeah, the cat, uh, for Bink's growth is to understand that, uh, you know, that there can be, there can be um, uh, change, there can be growth, there can, like, they can come back and I can empower to defeat the shame and guilt. I don't have to live in that any longer. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, the Which way to get happens, out of, yeah, right?
1: the way to get out of guilt is to confront yeah. the demon. so maybe and he allows it, right? Maybe well, he it's, allows it's Max a, to just. It's a move fascinating forward. metaphor that he got stuck in a cat's body that has nine lives. You know, yeah, that that's true. You know, that there's, it takes <laughs> many lifetimes, let's say. Yeah, that's cool. To overcome a tragedy, you know, three centuries or whatever it was that well, he was and, stuck.
0: And that's, you know, oftentimes what we'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people about is, hey, you know, there's a difference between progression and perfectionism. Perfectionism is this, this unrealistic expectation to be something now. Yeah. And
1: progression is slow and steady your well, it's life. wandering it's, into the chaos yeah. and cultivating the capability, mm-hmm. and looking at the dead wood, and you know, burning it off, or burning off the dross, or cutting it yeah. off. Or, you know, like you have to hack away things that are dead and useless, so that that new things can grow. And that is a that is a a process of well, and nourishment and eating and and that's what I learning.
0: I love seeing with Max, so the current brother. <laughs> um, is you see this arc of the shame, the inadequacy? I mean, he doesn't. He cowering kinda, away from three yeah. or four different situations. Yeah, like even in the beginning when he first gives the the love interest girl. I can't remember her name either. I can't remember anyone's name. But when he gives the girl his number, you know, it, he kind of does it in front of the whole class, which could be embarrassing, right? He could have just kind of done it you know, gotten to know her or something or done it on the side or something. So he, he's kind of grandiose in all these behaviors and these actions and he's not feeling adequate. He has this interaction with these two bullies. Of course, that probably heightens the shame and the inadequacy, but he has this full arc to where at the end he's able to deal with this shame, inadequacy, the, the grandiose acting. And what does he do? He swallows the potion. Yeah, totally he he sacrifices s- yeah. himself, yeah. which is awesome. It's incredible. If you confront it, then you can become your own hero, right? Yeah. Or hero to others. Right. And I think- well,
1: you really do. That's a great point. You really do become the hero of your story. Yeah. In confronting, and the thing is, is it really won't kill you. You know that's the thing. I mean, we really believe well, that he didn't it will die, kill, right? No, I mean, we yeah. really believe that confronting the scary thing will kill us, but it really doesn't kill us. No, it I mean, really that's just our does. that's just our
0: amygdala and our central nervous system yeah. firing and creating. Once again, we Trying go to back to keep us to, alive. Yep, we yeah. go back to the the um, real fear versus perceived fear, and and but I love that story arc for Max, where it you see and and you know I. I People probably get a little tired of me saying this because I always I always find the shame and inadequacy story arcs and stuff. What's
1: going on, Michael? <laughs> well, well, I do is there a theme here I for do. you yeah, that you're I do. constantly needing I do to talk have about
0: shame and inadequacy and working through that? I think I think everyone
1: does. Of course. Well, right. it's the, I mean it's the it's the heart of the attachment injury yeah. response, right? The the love interest is Allison. Allison. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Um and I I love it. so I on Allison. I'm sorry, I'm jumped around a lot. I this one's just nostalgic because it was a, always a Halloween movie, so I get excited about it. With Allison, I, just a funny part of the movie. I love so I love the sister. I the love Max's sister. sister. She does she does a great job. She's in other stuff. I can't think of what she's in, but she Thora does. Laura Birch is her name. Yes. She does a great job. I love when her name's Danny, is that right? right I love when Max is taking Danny trick-or-treating and Danny meets the love interest. What's the oh, love interest name again? Allison. Allison. <laughs> so when Allison comes walking down the stairs and all
1: grand in her and, Victorian yeah, dress
0: and she's talking to Danny and Danny mentions something about, about boobs. Yeah, he's like he's <laughs> she mentioned something
1: like yeah, he loves your yabos. Yabos. Yeah, I, I was like, really? You couldn't have used a more colloquially accurate. You had to go with yabos. Well, in the '80s, I mean, I, I remember. I remember Nobody that was term. using the I word remember. yabos. Really? I remember yabos really? being thrown around. Maybe it was a West Coast thing. <laughs> We had no yavos. Yeah, it probably was a, yeah, a
0: West Coast. Well, and and they're from uh, were, didn't they come from from California? LA. Yeah, L A. Uh, maybe it's in L A. So word. maybe it was a a West I Coast thing. Your yavos. But I just that to me, I just love how she portrays that younger,
1: snarky. I don't really. I'm not embarrassed. Right. I don't care. Which is really cool, right? I mean, that's a really fantastic power that she has or manifests. There is, I mean, usually kids don't manifest that kind of courage in the face of evil, but there's a naiveness, you know, there's a naiveness to her courage, which there is a certain amount of, you know, childhood innocence with evil, yeah. Which can be really dangerous, but also significant of like, well, why should I be afraid of you? Like what do you really have to offer? Like you're mean. You're yeah. Evil. Like why should I cower for you know, in front of you? Well and ultimately that is what we all have
0: to try to to develop for ourselves, right? When we're moving throughout life and trying to address the shame or the inadequacy head on, is that you know, that person or that that um uh ability to look at it and say there's nothing to be scared of like i i know who i am yeah getting there is really tough yeah. but but i think that harnessing some of that childlike quality is really important in in much that we do it, it's really interesting with this movie how they Have these different archetypes of characters? So they have the the sister who's kind of just innocent, flamboyant, out there, living life, courageous, and also somewhat intelligent. Yeah, totally smart, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the brother who's just feeling inadequate, falling short, looking to impress or gain notoriety. Well,
1: in loss, he's dealing with loss with the move and where is his place and you know, life kind of um, yeah has been thrust upon him, or this whole situation has been thrust upon him, and the bullies and all that.
0: And then you have Binks, who plays like this mentor. It's a cat. But it's this wise character why that trap,
1: knows. Why trap him in a cat? Does that just I think fit just because it's the, a witch and it's a yeah, black it's a cat. witch and it's I think just it's just fits a, into the, yeah, Disney's the, playing on
0: the playing on that the, theme of yeah. Halloween witch black cat type thing. I
1: love the idea of the multiple lives to figure and work out yeah. guilt. Though. That's a profound.
0: Well, thing. just understanding that even, even in this life, right? It takes that that time and and that that constant working on it, to where we're still going to end this life having moments of shame or inadequacy, but maybe through that experience, we can learn to address those moments in a way where it doesn't impact us the same. And I
1: think that's a really important point well, for people to understand. With Well, it's going to impact you in the way that you grow and move forward from it, which exactly. is what you just have to break. But this is why Carl Jung was a genius because, you know, I mean, he said that, you know, all mental illness is the result of avoiding legitimate suffering. Yeah. And like, don't don't avoid the legitimate suffering of life like none of us want to feel pain you know we don't want to feel pain we don't want to see our children in pain we don't want to see people in pain but like pain is a part of life you know the pain that it takes to work to grow to to cultivate the capability of doing something or pain just in that trauma happens because of the bad decisions or you know for lack of a better word sins of other people or or life just deals you trauma because of loss, you know, loss of what you didn't have, that you, you could have or should have had, or what would have been the right thing to have if the world and universe operated in a fair and and, and righteous manner. But that's not the world we live in. You know what I
0: mean? It's not. And I think that's a important thing that uh, you know when you're talking about mental health or your emotional health, uh, it's important to understand and to recognize that. You know, you're not looking for, or you're not cultivating an absence of emotion, or an absence of feelings, or an absence of, of shame. What you're really working to cultivate is an ability to process and deal with that in a right. way where it doesn't impact you in the same manner, or, or to where it stunts you, or prevents you from moving in the direction you desire, or you just learn. You yeah. just learn mm-hmm. things that
1: are true. You gain wisdom. You gain yes. experience. And, you know, like Obi Wan in Star Wars, I mean, he's just a wise guy that mm-hmm. understands how the universe works and he's moving things on. I saw, or uh, uh, another great archetype that we haven't talked about in depth, we did a little bit with The Hobbit, is Gandalf. You know, I, I saw yeah. a, a reference to a notion of like, one of the things that Gandalf did was constantly move to um get in the way of and expose Sa- Sauron or Sauruman or however you say it. Like I didn't realize that getting um Smog out of the dwarf uh kingdom mm-hmm. and getting him killed kept him from ending up on Saurumon's side. Yeah. Like had Saurumon had smog as a an ally yeah it would have been incredible you know and so you know and then when the ring was uh discovered you mm-hmm. know gandalf mobilized these groups to defeat the ring you know and so he was constantly working and then you know he mobilized all these others but then he himself you know was put uh face to face with uh who was it in the first one or is it the second one where they're going through the door? Yeah, dwarf. The he shall not pass. Or yeah, these, yeah, yeah. What's that? What's it that was, demon? Was that it he a fight? It was
0: something. I can't remember what it's called. rock, Yeah, Balrog. Balrog. That's, yeah, that's and that's it. what a
1: dude. What a name. <laughs> bow like the bowels and then rock it's like this hard overcoming yeah. thing, and then you know gandalf descends into the fiery pits <laughs> of blow middle earth to defeat him but then he does and he comes out the white wizard like come on man these guys are literary geniuses but um but yeah yeah i mean you've got to just kind of embrace the pain of life yeah. you know don't don't avoid it just Cultivate the capability and go through it the best you can, and and reach out for the people around you. You know, reach out to connect with people to learn and get through it, and, and well, cultivate allies. You the know? crazy
0: thing is, at the end of this, Binks, you know, like you mentioned, sees his sister again, and she's like, "What took you so long?" Yeah. Right? Well, the interesting thing, you know, hindsight twenty twenty, but I wonder if at that point he kind of wondered. Why'd I ever prevent anyone from lighting the flame candle again? I should have. just right, Well, he thanks. He
1: thanks yeah. Max. Right. He says thanks for doing it. Right. And
0: I. I think oftentimes in our lives, we we like we sh- we uh, shy away from things because we're scared or worried or we feel inadequate, and then you know we do these things and this you're talking you know, about resilience again but you do these things and then you realize oh
1: how much more yeah more has gain. come well it's like why be afraid it's just really it's like well why shy away from the thing that's too powerful for you anyway cuz like all you're going to do is gain experience yeah it's like, yeah, like, it's so but isn't that how it works? I mean, if you're gonna learn how to walk, you'll fall down a million times. If you're gonna learn how to play tennis, you gotta but hit a thousand like, balls.
0: It's it's got to be that amygdala and that central nerve. There's something in us biologically that. Just really prevents us,
1: you know. My daughter Lorelai. Well, there is some wisdom there. I mean, there's some wisdom there of being cautious. There is some wisdom there of not putting yourself unnecessarily in front of everything that could Mm -hmm. punch you in the face. You know what I mean? There's, you know, obviously. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like we've talked about before. You can break. Yeah. You know what I mean, Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes life will literally break you in half yeah you know that does happen and so it's a sobering fear i mean fear does play a role because if you can you know hedge around and work and protect yourself so you don't break well that's good you know yeah because it's hard to come back and and if you break break you know there's a part of you that's never the same you well know? And i i wonder if if we're working to have
0: balanced mental health then you know, I don't know that we would break, right? Yeah, and and so you know, there's just so much to learn from from different parts of our life, and I, I often wonder, you know, and and that's why I kind of I love about this with with Binks, yeah, he thinks Max, right? He has an understanding, he's learned something. I wonder how often times we go through experiences and maybe we don't learn, yeah. you know, and and there with Max throughout this. Um, well, I mean, definitely with the Sanderson sisters, they didn't learn.
1: They just came no. back. And did she say? Did uh, the main witch um, say that she always wanted to have? Did she say that I always wanted to have kids or something like that? Or oh, never, I don't like remember. when she was about to die, like the first time. Um, Winifred is her name. Did did Winifred say like, oh, I did want to have kids or something like that? I don't remember. You mean when they were up on the stakes, about to be burned? No, no, no. When when they faked the time change with the red headlights, she they were like screaming and thinking they were going to die, and she's like, "Oh, I always wanted to." Oh, I don't remember. She could have like just out of nowhere. It was like this random line that I thought, "Oh, it's interesting," you know, because they're evil and they hate everything. But that there was some seed in her. That
0: maybe sounds familiar. It could.
1: Yeah, that could very well be true. Yeah, the the witches were, Winifred was um, Bette Midler, then Sarah was Sarah Jessica Parker, and then um, Kathy Nahum. Uh-huh. Namie N A I don't know how to say her last name. Mary time, yeah. uh, was Mary. So Mary, Sarah, and Oh, is Winifred. Mary, Is she's the actress from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Is that her? No.
0: No, that's not her. She's yes. in a lot of different stuff, that's not her. though. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay. No, that's that's her.
1: Okay. Look it
0: up, but I, yeah, I. I, Oh no, she's from Sister Act. So I was just thinking, you know, I was thinking about how you know, just it's built into us, right, to really prevent ourselves from seeing our full potential and actualizing that full potential. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so many times with my daughter Lorelai where she, you know, doesn't want to do something because she's scared she'll fail and it seems it's so interesting cuz no matter how many times heather and i talk to her about but failures that's good like that's how we learn and grow yeah. and so much comes of that and it's it's fine embrace it we, yeah we're here with you but there's something in us that really
1: fights against the ability well, to stretch out Well who wants to out. fail well, I don't know if it's a, it's against stretching, it's against failure. It's because well, it's the fear. failure means I'm bad. Mm-hmm. And if I'm bad, then I'm not worthy of love and belonging. So yeah. I don't want to be bad. Well, and it prevents us from being able to stretch to have that
0: resilience be built or just grow through or going through something yeah. or through developing failing capability. And it's really interesting because, you know, we're designed, our, our minds and bodies are designed to protect us and to help us to live longer. And yet a lot of those things, if left unchecked, really just squish us and kill us and and prevent us from having meaning and fulfillment in life. Uh, and, and it's just, it's so interesting to see, you know, like I said with my daughter Lorelai, how she has these worries and fears, and, and no matter how much Heather and I reassure her, hey, it's fine, it, you know, that's good, mm. that it's okay, and it's still present. Yeah. And it's just a really interesting thing.
1: That hangs out there for sure. Yeah. So right, I have a question for you. So sure. what's one, you know, there's a lot of hammy moments, there's a lot of funny moments. What, what are some of the moments that you thought were most funny in the show?
0: I really like uh, when they meet Satan so they're trick or treating the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. They just get they just get off the bus, which is yeah. kind of funny too, because there's a ton of sexual innuendo See, with tough. the bus driver and yeah. the witches. It's, it's, as a, a kid, it was level. you know as a young guy, It was wasted. I, yeah, but. uh I I really like the Satan just some of the comments they're kind of witty and they're excited and they're like oh master and then I love how they they see his wife who has the curlers in and they're like oh he's married to Medusa like I love that whole interaction that play and then I love how she comes down and she sees Satan dancing with, with Sarah. Sarah and she just kicks him out and they're like oh and then and then the Winifred
1: had, <laughs> <laughs> the dog is awesome. It made me think of. Uh, it made me think of uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like it did. Toto. Oh, totally. Yep, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, Toto. and I, I. That scene has is always there something been funny about that to me. with little yappy dogs and witches. Is there something about that because it's like they're oh, witches. true. It's like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's huh? Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah,
0: I wonder if there's a lot Disney. more to that scene. It's oh. Disney. They, I'm sure there's all types of things like that archetypes happen there. that we're yeah.
1: not picking up on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And then I love how after that, you know, there's still this, you know, with uh um what's the the other sister's name not Sarah, not Winifred, is it Mary? Uh the witch? Yeah. Yeah, Mary. And so she is eating the chocolate bar and is like, "Oh, this is candy. Why would Satan give us candy?" And Winifred is becoming more in tune, right? And she's like, "Oh, this he's not him, you know, oh. and these are not, uh, you know, monsters. Oh, these are kids. Oh yeah, and she pulls off. The yeah, lady. and so yeah, I, nice. I like, I like that scene. I, 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 always have thought that was funny. I like the scene where they go to the parents too, and the,
1: the funniest, the funniest, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the funniest part to me is the kids kind of discovering the parents and their debauchery and their partying <laughs> and Halloween, and then like they're trying to tell them like what's really going on, which is interesting, you know kids trying to bring light or innocence bringing light to the dangers is the parents yeah. are kind of being led off by, uh, what is that? What's the metaphor of like the people kind of being led by the guy that plays the, the flute or whatever down kind of carefully. to the road yeah. to So that, the, you know, that, that whole metaphor is kind of played out. But anyway, the kids are like trying to talk to the parents and the mom like looks at her and like grabs her. It's like, sweetie, how much candy have you had? <laughs> That is a good <laughs> I line. Thought, I was like, oh, that's good. That was really funny. Well, I love
0: it because she's like totally in Madonna mode. <laughs> yeah. And then she like switches to, to mom. mom mode. Yeah. Sweetie. How much yeah. kiddie? <laughs> she's like drunk
1: <laughs> on candy. It's just nice. that
0: whole scene is really interesting because you have the kids there, like you said, trying to convince these adults. And they point out the Sanderson sisters. And then the sister, you know, they do the yeah, song. Put a spell on you. Yeah. Which is great. I, I love the song. I love that scene. Um, but it's interesting because. The parents, like,
1: it's just right over their head. Well, yeah, it's over their head, and then the parents are kind of left to kind of being seduced by the music and, and have been checked out, right? Which is, which is a fair and real metaphor for a lot of parents. You know, there's a lot of parents mm-hmm. that are checked out that aren't paying attention, and their kids are being, you know, ate or, and gobbled up by witches. Or, well, or and
0: even the mom is present enough to say, hey— You know, are you okay? But but she's not cued in to actually hearing what's going on, and I think that's true for a lot of us. Is you know, a lot of us are there and present, but then how often do we actually cue into believing and listening to our kids, and not just giving it to? Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, or it'll pass, well
1: it's hard or, because kids do lose their minds about a lot sure. of little things that are <laughs> the end of the world yes. to them, and if we went down every rabbit hole of well here's oh, sweetie here's something it really would interesting too much you know? what
0: Heather and I learned pretty quickly with our daughters is that when we you know, so if there's something that's a crisis to them, when we say, you know, we hear you and all oh, that is really rough and we really empathize with them and, and, and connect with them in that way, it becomes nothing. Right. Like they move on. They yeah. felt the connection, they felt heard right. and they move on. Now that can happen a hundred times a day. Or more, right, yeah. with kids, right. and so it becomes exhausting as parents, yeah. and I think that's when it it becomes harder and harder to cue in. But well, and I remembering don't know it's if, something little,
1: and I don't well, and I, but I don't know if it is always good, you know, because some things the kids have to learn to soothe on themselves, you know, soothe for themselves, mm-hmm. and they do have to realize that some things are mountains and some things are molehills, you know. Well, but but you want them to learn that you're
0: always there yes. with them and they're not alone in that. Sure. And so you don't have to fix it. Like we never were fixing it for no, our I girls, but yeah. we're just hearing them. Right. Because what happens is we do this thing as human beings where we say, When you get older, you shouldn't throw a temper tantrum. You shouldn't be upset. And yet How many adults throw temper tantrums and get upset? And so it's like we're shaming the emotion out of people, but the emotion can't
1: leave. There's a dance to be had there because there is codependence. Yep. You know, there are parents that, well, are, heli- yeah, the helicoptering or yeah. snowplowing or whatever yeah, they call it yeah, now. There's yeah, so many there's different always terms. always terms, you know? <laughs> so there is codependence, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there is something to... But codependence is about, you know... Not it, wanting them to have any discomfort. Yes. Versus empathizing in the yes, discomfort Yes, there having. is, sure. yeah. There's difference. a difference. And I think but understanding like,
0: that is important, yeah, right?
1: But they are coins that are on this, you know, they are different sides of a, a coin that's right. I mean, that's why I said it's a dance, you know? It's a a subtle dance
0: for sure. Well, the difference would be codependency,
1: you solve it, where empathizing, you hear it. Or, but codependency is also you're trying to control them so they don't have any discomfort. Sure. Which is what the helicoptering sure. would be versus but, allowing them to have it. But still empathizing is just and listening just jump and understanding, and right? Yeah.
0: And I think that's where you have to understand. And this is, you know, it can get into all types of tricky things. Like you look at this movie and you think, you know, well, why didn't the mom do more? But then if the mom and the parents did more, right. then where would have been the story arc? Exactly. Well, exactly, Max which is and, which is
1: part to my yeah. point of, of like some things parents maybe need to not cue into or let the kid be alone and not offer the empathy in one respect because they need to go through and learn well, something. Well, here's a counter to that. If
0: Max had more of that, would he have been able to move
1: through this in a more efficient or effective way? Maybe, or he might have been kept from going through because maybe dad would have defeated the witches instead of the kids defeating the witches. See, that's where it's hard for me because
0: you're talking about codependent behaviors. I'm talking about
1: connecting and empathizing. No, and obviously, I agree with the connecting Mm -hmm. and empathizing. I just think that kids have to slay their own dragons too. Sure. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. with, With... Connection and empathy—that's how we get through it. Yeah, we we need it. But you you don't get to get through it unless you have the you're facing the dragon. Sure. And sometimes there are dragons for us to face by ourselves. Sure. Which I'm not saying we should be absent-minded parents and not be there. Yeah. You know. It's like I said. I think it's a really delicate dance. Well, know? and and the point you just made is what I'm saying. Yeah, because
0: we need to connect. Well, with well them and I guess maybe you
1: know. Mind. I guess maybe it is. Is is the way that we could look at it that that the codependence is playing out today is that you know kids aren't being allowed to go out into the world. Yeah. You know, they're inside on devices or they're you know they've got well. We,
0: if we go to tracking Lorelei, devices on them, the difference all. between codependence and connecting and empathizing would be, you know saying you don't have to do that thing you're worried about. Right. Empathizing is hey yeah it is scary it yeah. is hard but we're here for you regardless. Sure. sure.
1: You still have them do it, right? And I think that's the balance that well sometimes they're they have not. Learn. I guess that sometimes they're not. The and there parents. is things to be learned by them not being there because if if they're not there and you have to face it then it calls forth the expression of the capability, you know. Which is sometimes why we do have to kind of go wander on our own, you know? Sure. It's a, de- like I said, it's a yeah. delicate balance, right? There's some things, you know, because we do have to get through. I completely agree. We have to get through it with that sense of healthy attachment or I'm good enough to do this, right? It's so a, it's the a, question it's I balance. would have
0: about this movie is if Max was by himself, would this have transpired or did he need the connection, and support of others yeah. to fully actualize Absolutely. himself? Absolutely.
1: Well, he's doing it because of someone. I mean, he's doing I mean look at Lord of the Rings even. His, his Frodo Absolutely. didn't do it on his own. Absolutely. Well, I was talking about the parent-child relationship Mm -hmm. specifically, but yeah. No, we – yeah, I don't – I'm not saying that we we don't need others. You know what I mean? I'm just – yeah, it's just there's a lot of complexity. And I think that that's the challenge and why this is a a hard concept because there's a lot of complexity between support and protection and helicoptering or snow plowing Mm -hmm. or getting in front of and, you know – it's hard, man, because you don't want your kids to be wounded in a way that will scar them forever. But, but you hope also you've need them. To, Yeah, that you've given them yeah. the, the tools that they need to get through something or they have the healthy connection with you so they know that they're good and valuable enough well, that I they think can face the off against the The tricky thing dragon. is
0: is I think that oftentimes we think going off and learning something on our own is what is being, you know, that's self reliant, that's true growth and progression. Shrug, strong. But I don't believe that.
1: I don't agree with that. I you don't believe that there's anything to learn from facing obstacles against an, a, on your own?
0: I don't believe that the actualization of the growth comes from doing anything I don't think you do anything on your own. I, don't I think know. you I mean, have support I suppose, and guidance. I mean I
1: suppose you can have the voice of the teacher in your head. But you know like you know if I've built something and I did it by myself because I had an idea. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, yeah, it's cool to collaborate on projects, and you're going to probably get more and go further in a collaborative project. Well, that's my but point. there's also, but I think there's also something to be learned about what capability do I have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's yeah, there's there's more that can come from two people collaborating a hundred percent. But there is also something to be known about what capability do I have independent of the other people around me, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a, a somewhat of a moot point because, you know, we can't become people without other people, you know yeah. what I am mean? But I'm, I'm just saying that I think there's some value in this is the capability that I do have, you know, this yeah. is the strength. I can lift a hundred pounds, you know, between the two of us, we can lift more, but I, but I know I can lift a hundred pounds and that's a good thing to be able to know about ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: so what other things did you enjoy
1: about the movie Um, well I think I mean the ultimate um, the ultimate fulfillment I think the importance of facing off at danger you know the constant threat of danger is an important thing to kind of appreciate about life Um, I mean it's fun it's a fun movie. Uh-huh. Right? You know what I mean? It's silly. The, the one of the things that I really liked about the sisters, um, after I got over, you know the the annoying aspect of the relationship of the sisters was when they would kind of go out and like walk and they did this thing where they like walked in Uh-huh, step down road. the black. Well, they do it like four different times. Or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you yeah, have the yellow brick road. Yeah, they. They um they do it a couple of different times in the movie. Yeah. And, and so there's those moments when they do that. It's like their fun. hunting walk or yeah. something where they're like trying smelling to smelling children or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of fun. There were some fun things about that. I love this movie.
0: I just feel like there's a lot that you can take out of it and a lot sure. that you can learn. And then I love that it's just uh a, a fun Halloween movie.
1: Well, one of the other things I think that's significant in so many of the the themes is that it's a sibling movie. I mean, the sisters are, the yeah. witches are sisters. There's the two yeah, different stories. it's all stories. families. It's mm-hmm. all, um, well, really siblings, right? It's really focused around the sibling mm-hmm. relationship, which I think is, it's not typical in a lot of movies. That'll be an ancillary part of a character versus kind of the main theme of the movies yeah. is working through. So I thought that was really fun and cool that there's a, you know, that the thrust of the movie movie was siblings well and i love
0: yeah was with binks and with max and with their sisters it's really the you know the love and the growth that comes through that relationship right that's actualized through the process of the movie and becomes more real um you know with max being willing to Sacrifice Sacrifice himself, even though he, he you can tell he thinks this is an irritating younger sister.
1: Yeah,
0: and I love yeah that sense of family, that sense of um, belonging and connection really comes across. Yeah, it sure in does. This. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And then the Sanderson
1: sisters—I don't know. Well, that's a, that's a thicker, a lot of guess. That's right? a sisters <laughs> relationship, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's plenty of siblings that you know they can't stand. Yeah. or they're in, but they're eternal... still together, right? They just stick together right, no matter the, what. There's a dysfunctional <laughs> connection to yeah. each other. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because like when Winifred is lamenting over the fact that they're not going to be able to feed upon the souls of children and that they're actually going to die, that the one sister was like, well, what what, what can I do? Would you, would you want to hit me? Yeah. And she like puts out her hand and she's like... <laughs> Let me look upon the world one more time. And then that's when they see the signal of the book being opened or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then they are able to cast the spell that they will return. I think, you know, there's a lot of, for me, a lot of funny parts and then just a lot of meaning that comes from it. It's a fun movie to see. Um, And especially if you have kids, I mean, I guess it,
1: I mean, it could be, a little scary. No, I think it's but, a great movie to talk about and look at a lot of yeah. these metaphors with kids. I think it's a great movie to discuss a lot of these things. You know what? One of the things that's other really dark and disturbing is the spell book being wrapped in the human. Oh, skin. yeah, with the eyeball. Skin. And yeah. There's something dark. There's a dark metaphor. There's just there some. Or some kind. Yeah, there's some really. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> So to this about, movie.
0: Um, <laughs> but it is a witch movie about taking the souls of children, children to live longer. To live longer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the life. To take a the life force. force yeah. Of children. Innocence <laughs> and children of virgins to uh go on for uh, into the Yeah, eternity, they really so. play off the
0: innocence, right? The innocence, the, the thing is thing. more powerful um to their regeneration or growth. Yeah. Or whatever. Any other thoughts you have on Hocus Pocus?
1: Um, Will you watch oh, I Hocus Pocus Uh Probably, yeah. Um, I thought uh, one another part that was really fantastic is when the kids, um, you know, come up with the plan to kill the witches. This is pretty dark in significance as well. That yeah, they're, they're burn like out. they're like, what is the one which is that? Winfred's like what? Or Sarah's like, what is this place? And it's like. Um, and when a friend goes, it's a prison for children, it's like, <laughs> yup, that's what schools are, prisons for children. <laughs> I love it. And they
0: they learn, is
1: it just like the furnace or is it an oven yeah, I think, or something? I think it's supposed to be like where you fire pottery, which I don't know if oh, any of those- kiln. Yeah, I don't know if any of those are the size of a room, but- <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. I've never those seen, kilns, I think, kiln. are. I, I have, oh, I've never seen one the size of a bedroom. They're before, small, but, right? Yeah, they're usually, you know, like two feet, you know, they're usually like a door opens on the top and they've got all surround and you put stuff inside and they usually stack stuff and they close because well, it. it's like a lot of power to heat the one of those. I love how that's not the end. I yeah. love how that doesn't kill him because you're not getting the full story arc of right. the characters. Yeah, it's, it feels incomplete mm-hmm. at that time. I mean, it, it clearly feels incomplete. I love you how know, they, the, yeah, Matt, I, on. Uh, uh Brinks or whatever is stuck in cat form, and the parents, of course, are still off dancing. Yeah. through the night partying. Or, or well, or they still on. are by the end, right? I think yeah. they're just coming out
0: of their party stupor when they're really killed. Yeah, they're
1: really killed. <laughs> we didn't talk about uh we didn't talk about the uh uh zombie guy at all. I know, his well, arc. the zombie and the girlfriend, I don't know that they really yeah, have about, arcs. They're just kind of like supporting roles, I think, right? Yeah, that's a fair point. Well, he does a little bit of an arc because he when his mouth is opened. Yeah, then, then he, he decides to throw in with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But so yeah, Allison, I don't know. Did she, she didn't really have... I mean, she's just kind of the love interest to pursue, right? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, she's there encouraging for sure. She's an encouraging force. She's a sense of security. I mean, she's something for both of them to attach to. I mean, the sister... Yeah. And, and Max both attached to her, which is, you know, we need consistent figures that are there championing us on that yeah. you we know, to attach to. But the, but her as a character doesn't have an arc, for sure. For sure. Yeah.
0: And, and even, you know, the zombie guy, there's some story. Like, there's story to both of them. Absolutely. But then, yeah, his growth is really, like you said, where he becomes supportive of the kiddos. What happens at the very end with him.
1: Oh, uh, they like thank him and he essentially can go back to sleep. <laughs> he, like <you laughs> He's put to rest. <laughs> yeah, he's put to rest because, you know, he was in consternation because...
0: Yeah, it's really, like you said, a sibling story. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just about three different siblings and then you have some uh, ancillary characters that, provide some supporting did, what,
1: what happened Did they, do they just leave the bullies trapped in the cages
0: yeah i think so i think they're just hanging in the sanderson <laughs> sanderson sisters house leave them there. well without his shoes so right get, the one without a shoe. take my shoes
1: <laughs> dark. like i said yeah dark dark uh a lot of dark, dark stuff but yeah. but great day, show yeah, good you'd... show fun show <laughs> <laughs> Great show to to address, or because yes. kids need to be scared a little. You know, they need to have some fear. They need to get. You know, they need to have movies that have some of these really deep themes. You know. Yeah, I agree. Because there that. are things that will suck their life force out of them. You know, it's important well, even for them adults, to
0: know. right? Mm-hmm. How often do we get our life force sucked out of us when we put too much every energy day. or time or or importance on something that's that really, not, Yeah, yeah, every day. All the time. The world's
1: trying to do that for sure. <laughs>
0: all the time. It was a fun one, though. I'm excited for this month. Oh, it's our Halloween ones. month. The next. I really one's like this be doing a-, a bunch of Halloween movies. It's the really next cool. one's gonna be a good. Em. They're. I, I,
1: I like them all. Little Shop. I like them all so far.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do the music in that show so good. Yes. Yeah. I think the next
0: one will be Teen Wolf, and then Little Shop. Oh, is this one posting first? Yeah, this one will be first, and then Teen Wolf, and then Little Shop. Although we can switch them if we want.
1: No, no, that's fine with that. That's
0: and great. then, um, and then our other two.
1: I'm just excited about all of them. Then we have Boys, Lost Boys and. and-
0: uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, I know. Beetlejuice. we got some good ones, dude.
1: Beetlejuice is a freaking <laughs> deep movie, especially too because um, anything Tim Burton. I feel yeah, like he's like, so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, one day we're gonna have to do Edward Scissorhands. Also, maybe we should do a month where we just do a bunch of his movies. Tim Burton. Would we come out of that emotionally stable, or would we be? I don't know. Isn't Cor- <laughs> did he do Cora? Did he do Jack the Pumpkin King? Did he do Korra, the one with the doll that like where the yeah, eyes are buttons? I can't remember. Uh, it seems I mean it seems it's like, like the, the same like yeah. vibe. It's got the same feel. I can't remember. He's always got that kind of twisted, edgy I know. Willy Wonka. Yeah. He did the the Well you the, see it with Batman and and uh what's the sequel Maybe Batman we Returns should watch and... both Willy Wonkas and talk about them in the same episode. <laughs> <laughs> we could. There's so many. Would that be
0: a Halloween?
1: No. Nah, or just nah. watch it. No, to watch I just think be cool. I like both Willy Wonkas a lot. I don't know that I've seen the John I Depp want to one. squirrel daddy. I used to I make I used to make my daughter say that all the time. Because they're really stuck up one in the Charlie. new one.
0: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is what the, the new, one new is one's called. Instead of Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka and the I'm not I
1: don't think I've seen Charlie. I want to squirrel I've daddy. Seen Willy Wonka. You've not seen the freaking uh, what's his bucket that just went through the divorce very publicly with everyone? What's his name? Johnny Depp. <laughs> I've not seen the Johnny Depp yeah, one. It's so funny too, because him and uh, Beatrix from Harry Potter have done so many movies with t- Tim Burton. Yeah, she has done a lot. So has is, so is Johnny Depp. I know. Because they, they both did, they both did uh, Sweeney Todd too, right? Sweeney Todd. Oh, oh, that's right. Movie, I don't right? know if I've seen that one. Have you seen... Um, What's what's the murder she wrote? Who's that actress? Oh, I can't think. Of Angela her name. Lansbury. Yeah, Angela Lansbury. Dude, Angela Lansbury singing the the song. I think we've talked about this before. Singing the song in Sweeney Todd, where she's making pies to put the dead bodies in that Sweeney I've kills, not seen Sweeney is Todd's so. Is dude, good? if you watch Sweeney Todd, you need to watch the film version of the Broadway show because Angela Lansbury is freaking unbelievable like is she it's really good dude it's live it's live theater Uh and she's making a pie and she's singing a song. (laughs) She's like crazy. She's totally crazy. She's in love with Sweeney Todd (laughs) who she knows is murdering people and she's making pies so that she can bake the bodies into the pies and she's rolling out the pie and like singing (laughs) and making dough and rolling dough and making a pie in front of you singing a song. And it's not like she's singing some bass. She's singing Sondheim, which is like every verse, the beat, Ends and changes slightly different than the previous That's like crazy. verse. It's I mean it's just pure genius. I mean it's yeah, genius music. Seen it's seen genius. It. We'll, we'll watch it when we done. I'll okay. show you the thing. It's it's unbelievable, dude. It's crazy. I'm excited for this month though. Yeah, we've I really I'm I'm on about this Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka. Have you not seen <laughs>
0: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh no, I've seen Charlie and Chocolate Factory.
1: The new one with Johnny Depp. Oh no, no, I've not seen the new one. No, I've only seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate. Factory. Dude, yes, it's weird, but it's great. <laughs> it's so I mean you know it's Tim Burton <laughs> yeah. but it's great dude I mean there's yeah there's definitely it's creepy. Tim
0: Burton we need to do there's so many movies we should do a Tim Burton month I don't know if I could handle what? a whole month in a
1: row is there four episodes what's his like best movie I wonder did Batman. he Batman d- Oh, he Batman. did do Batman. Yes. Oh, that's why the second one was so dark. I remember yeah, like that's why penguin like darker. black gooey stuff coming oh, out. Oh, the know? second
0: one was freaky as a kid. I was like,
1: what? <laughs> I don't think I saw. I think I
0: it scared like. scared me. The penguin uh did I, I don't think so I dark. didn't go to the movies. And Catwoman shit. is. Is, is, is that the, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. It's just all dark. But uh, but who, who yeah, did the uh, new. Edward did, Scissor's hand, his Scissorhands is really. Who Edward did the new Scissor- Batman? Uh, The newest one Do you know? with uh, Twilight Guy. Yeah. I like it. Or Harry Potter Guy. I can't remember who did that. I liked it. All right. We got to be done. All right. Thanks, everyone. Adios, amigos.